You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a concept that goes on in the shoe uh, sneaker world that I think could work for sports cards. I don't know exactly how it would work. And the concept, like I do on most episodes, I'm going to be talking it out. And as more stuff, I think of more stuff that could go along with this concept, we'll be going over it in this podcast. So if you, so Sam Roberts is a comedian slash radio host who has a radio show slash YouTube show. Um, I think it's two to three times a week on YouTube called Sam Roberts now. And he, I, I didn't really know this about him. He is into sneakers. And if you're into sneakers, you know that black Friday is one of the big sneaker releases for Jordans every year. And I think this year it was the, uh, the Jordan, the Jordan four fire reds, which is, you know, I, I think you could argue within sneakers what's the most popular. I would say any time that a Jordan has like the white and the red and the black, the the bread is what it's called. Um, I don't think these ones are called the breads. I know like the like my favorite Jordan of all time is the Jordan Eleven breads, which are the like mainly black with the or the most of the shoe is black, and then it has the the ins the the sole of it is red and white. So th- I mean, those are my favorite Jordans of all time. They're super hard to find, and they never really come out. And like I said, if you look them up, they're I mean, they're one of the more popular Jordans of all time, anyways. But so he talked about on his show how he was trying to get these sneakers, and how he was trying through I think he said like Foot Locker, uh, Finish Line, and Foot Action. And stadium goods, maybe, I'm not 100% sure, but he was saying that he was trying to get these shoes. And what they do at these uh, at these companies is they do something, and I think he said that it was called either a fast-forward or reservation is what it's called. I just actually had to look it up because I wanted to make sure I got it. So he was talking about how they do this thing was a reservation. So what that essentially is, what or what it is is that if you buy shoes from that company they give you up to three reservations the way that he described it was essentially that like you have uh not like prior access but you have better access to getting the shoe that's coming out which for him he actually said that he didn't even get the shoe even though he had he had three at each of the locations like apparently if you I don't know what it exactly I'm not sure if it's like a money thing like you have to buy a certain amount or if it's like a product thing where you have to buy shoot like a shoe specifically uh and you have to you have to buy a shoe specifically and that means that you you get whatever it would be like um a, a head start essentially but he was saying that he didn't get them so I think that could work within sports cards and it is it's similar to like distribution like for some companies and i've heard mojo breaks talk about this they said that in order to get prism you then have to buy stuff that's like some of like nascar products or like products that are harder to sell for panini i think that if they brought that down to a if they brought that down to a consumer level um 
I think that if they were to do this where the people, and I think they would be able to do it, if I'm going to be completely honest. I think that if they were to have people, like you have to, on Panini's website, like if they were to do some sort of, and I think this could replace actually like a Target or like a Walmart release. I think if they were to take the blasters and they were retail, but they'd call them direct from Panini or whatever, whatever they want to call them, if they want to change the way that it's done, which I think if you're Panini, you want to make the money, but like, do you want to make the money? It, it, it depends on how you want to make the money. I guess that if that is, that's kind of my point here. Like, do you, do they want to, I would imagine they probably want to do it the easiest way and they get like a lump sum from Target or Walmart or whoever is buying the the retail products where if you're doing it online, you know, it may not be as simple as let's say I, I don't I don't know what this would be like I don't know how many blasters there are across all of retail, but let's just say there's a million. Like would would someone sell out of a would Panini itself sell out of a million blasters? probably I would say probably like if they were to limit how many you could buy I think that would be one other way to do it but with this specific concept I think that if I don't know and it, I guess it's kind of like I said I'm sort of talking it out and thinking of concepts as we're as we're going through it so the first concept the first thought that I had was like you would have to buy certain products from Panini or if like if they wanted to, if Panini partnered with like some other company, some other sports card company, and they were to say, you have to buy certain products from this retailer in order to have the opportunity to buy, um, to, in order to, in, in order to have the, the ability to buy the other products from their website. I think that would, I think that would work. I think it's a little bit different than kind of what I'm saying because anybody can get in and get the shoes where, but the, the reservations make it a little bit easier. But like, like for like Sam Roberts said that he had three different reservations at three different shoe companies and he didn't win any auction or he didn't, he didn't get the shoes at any of the places. So like, I wonder how many people did that and then they just don't even get the shoes. Like, it seems like, it seems like I would hope that it would be fit. Realistically, if I'm the shoe company, it, I would I would say you, you have early access to a first, like a print run of the shoe, essentially. Like you have early access to the first 25% of however many they have and however many people have this reservation or how many people are eligible of the of the, the, the 25%. And I don't know what the number would be, but let's say it's a thousand. Let's say there's a thousand of these a thousand of these pairs that are available to people with reservations. If there are 5,000 people that have the reservations, like I think that would be more fair than to just say, um, the, and I think that maybe how it works. I'm not hundred percent sure, but like, let's, let's say that they release all of them and just hypothetically you have like an extra 10 minutes or something like that. I think there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And with Panini, I think the one problem that you might run into is if you say you have to buy this product, this product, and this product, people are just going to buy those ones specifically, and they're not going to buy anything else. So I think that if maybe there was either a loyalty program or there was some sort of like random boxes, like let's say that they choose that NASCAR or they choose that baseball or they choose 
any any random product that Panini has that you have to buy. You have to have bought that product in order to have access to the to, or the early access to be able to buy. You know, it, it could either be like a blaster or it could be like a hobby box, which or at at the at cost for Panini, which like if they wanted to release. Let's just say what they do. What they were to do it with this release with Prism. So if they were to say you can buy a Prism hobby box from Panini for, um, let's say it's two fifty or let's just say it's round up. Let's say it's three hundred dollars to buy a hobby box from Panini. If you're putting up those hobby boxes, I would almost guarantee that if it's this Prism, those are going to sell for almost a thousand dollars on the secondary market. So I think if Panini could line up that sort of thought and say. Well, if it's selling for, if we know that it's going to sell for a thousand on the secondary market, we want these people to at least, and this is, I think, a way that Panini at least can make some money uh, on from from the secondary market. But technically, it's the person still selling, they're buying or selling the boxes. And I think if they were to do like you, you have to buy. I don't know, and like I said, it's 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 similar to how maybe cards are dis- distri- distributed. I think that's the word distributed to companies. Where if you want a if you want two cases of Prism, you have to buy three cases of Prism NASCAR. Which you know I can't imagine Prism NASCAR is selling for double or triple on the secondary market. And I'm just using NASCAR because I know it's a product that Panini that I feel like isn't super super popular. Uh, but I'm just using it as as an example here. So you would have to buy if you want a hobby box of uh, NFL Prism, you'd have to buy a hobby box of of um, of NASCAR at some point throughout the year. And I, I think that it wouldn't because I think from that, like even if you were to then sell that hob- that NASCAR hobby box, which a lot of stuff is kind of selling kind of crazily right now. I don't think that's a word, but it's uh, it's selling m- maybe for more than than the majority of other products so even prism nascar you probably could sell that for a profit if you were to buy if you were to be buying it like if the nascar box is 150 200 250 250 for the box like you realistically could just buy it and then i i can't imagine you're losing that much money but if you're panini and you want to make up that margin that where the person buys a prism football box for 250 and they sell it for a thousand. Actually, let's just say it's three hundred because I think it's probably a little bit higher. So three hundred, and then they sell it for a thousand. So there's a seven hundred dollar gap there. And I think Tops maybe could do this, but I don't think Tops products are as in demand right now as Panini. So I think it's more realistic to use basketball and football as an example. Um, if if Panini is projecting that you can sell the the hobby box on the secondary market, either eBay or StockX or wherever you sell the hobby box, if they're projecting that you can sell that for a thousand, they're going to want you to buy another $700 worth of product at some point throughout the year. And that they, I think they either could do it where you have to reach a certain amount of points where you get, you buy a, you buy the the NASCAR box and that's that's two hundred dollars and that that means it's two hundred points. So say you have to have a thousand points in order to be eligible to buy this football hobby box. I think that would be something that would would be interesting. And then I guess it would almost be another kind of concept where would you be able to like sell the points? Because like would you be able to buy like would it come with almost like a blockchain type thing cuz i feel like that would be that would be something where blockchain may come into play there where maybe you buy the 
and that, I don't know. Actually, that's not what Panini wouldn't want to do that because then that would be it, that would be selling on the secondary market, which is what they're trying to not eliminate. But that's, in my opinion, that's where I think Panini probably wants to wants less. They don't want less stuff selling on the secondary market. They just want to figure out a way to make profits from that secondary market sale. So I would say this system would make a lot of sense. Where if you want, if the, if you want, if they sell these hobby boxes directly from Panini. And it's a three hundred dollar prism football box, uh, or, or or I don't know, or maybe it's like a I don't know, maybe they have to make it a like a first off the line box, or like they have to make it some new box so that way it's not just like a hobby box, or they just make it a hobby box and that makes it that makes it maybe more valuable or less valuable, I guess. Because first off the line, I think really, I don't know the the weird, I think first off the line is an interesting product because it's. There are certain parallels you're getting out of first off the line, but I feel like people want the regular base parallels more than they want the first off the line parallels. And that, I think I'd probably, that's a statement that has no research done to it. So that may be something that I may be incorrect about. Um, but I think that if you, and I needed, I would need to do research to see like what first off the line parallels sell for compared to what the regular prism parallels sell for I, that's something that i would need to look into but if you are selling this hobby box or and I'll, I'll continue this example here so let's say they have to buy the nascar box for 200 dollars, and that gets them 200 points they also have to buy maybe i don't know prism nba or something like that they have to get a certain amount of points i think I don't know. I guess it's it's kind of tough because I would want I would say they probably would want you to get a certain amount of points on products that are harder to sell from Panini. Like I can't like for example, I think like a like the NASCAR hobby box. I'm imagining you probably can still buy those from Panini if I had to guess, or they took them down because that's also I think something that they would do is they would take them down and say that they're sold out, so that way they can figure out a different way to sell them. But I think. If they were to say you need uh, you need a thousand points based off of non football, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a thousand points on non football or basketball related products. Where it's like, so you have to buy. I'm not 100 percent sure what else Panini has on their on their uh, re their resume in terms of what they would have for products there. But if if that's one way to do it, I think. If I'm Panini, that's one way that I think that I think that would help sell products that may not be in as high demand. And I guess it really comes down to if that's even what what Panini would want to do. Because like if if they don't care whether, I mean, I'm sure they obviously care about money. But if they're looking at it and they're saying, well, we can sell these Prism football and basketball boxes for whatever and people will buy them the dutch auctions for example we'll we'll put them up for two thousand dollars first off the line we'll put them up for two thousand dollars and people will probably people will probably buy them for fifteen hundred and i know that the first off the line boxes got below a thousand this time which i thought was kind of surprising obviously with the burrow injury that like I, if if I'm Panini, I am furious. Like that is like worst case scenario. That like the best prospect essentially in this, it, as the best prospect in the biggest year, or the biggest prospect in the biggest product of the year got injured. That's it, it's actually very similar to Zion. But like imagine if Prism was coming out and Zion literally got hurt the game before Prism was supposed to come out. Like that would be 
absolutely wild. Like Zion was hurt like way before the way before Prism came out, so I don't think it affected it as much. I think people were still looking for Zion as well. Like I mean, actually, it was kind of weird because like even I was buying Zion's for like forty bucks, and that was a. I mean, I was saying like buy these for forty dollars because there's no way that they don't go up, and they. I mean, they did. Um, Raw Zion is obviously not graded because they wouldn't be graded at that point. But I guess it's kind of the mindset of what what Panini would want to do. Like, do they care if they at the end of the year they just have a bunch of uh, Prism NASCAR products? Like, if do they do they even really care of that compared to? No, do they care that they have all these NASCAR products if they were able to sell the Prism football or Prism basketball at like whatever they sold it for? I guess that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Like if they're looking to liquidate, which I even think that they could do this with uh, old boxes too. Like, it, and, but I think the only issue, the, and I think actually that would be maybe one way to do it if Panini if Panini is concerned with still having a bunch of non-football and basketball boxes, I think that this would be a way to sell all of them to say, if you want to have access to the Prism football or Prism basketball, you have to buy this. This is one of the products that, that is part of this program that you have to buy. Now, I think that they get they get rid of them. I think they almost easily sell out. I think there's no way that if they were to do this that they wouldn't sell out of that specific product. And I think that it really just is going to come down to like if that's how if if it really comes down to if they care that they have all of these leftover boxes. And I think they do. From a if you were to ask someone at Panini, they would say, "Well, we obviously want to sell all the product that we're making, but also like all the Prism product that they're that they're selling is like." They they could they could come out with ten different ten different variations of the product and sell all of them from Panini and I think they would sell out on all of them for if it's Prism Basketball or Prism Football, um, so I guess that's kind of the big the the big question is like what do they care about and maybe it's maybe if Tops were to do it it'd be a little bit different because maybe there aren't as many products that are selling out instantly like they I think you can see that Tops and Panini are doing things a little bit differently and there's there's a podcast that I'm gonna come out with at the end of the year that is going to be comparing a year in review tops versus Panini because I think the the conversation is almost I think it may not be close when it comes to who I think had a better year or at least who I th- who I think had a better year based on products that they came out with so I think you, that'll be probably later on in December if I had to guess of when I'll come out with that product because I do want to do more research and lay out kind of the products and my thoughts on why things I think worked a little bit better for certain companies. So the reservation aspect of this, which is back to the kind of the original point, is like if if through, you know, maybe if Panini works on, uh, I don't know, they could work with Target or Walmart or any of these companies, or they could choose like some other sports or fanatics. They could work with fanatics. Maybe they could do this. Like if you you can get Prism football boxes from fanatics if you bought X amount of other products from fanatics throughout the year. And I think it really, or you or they just do it through Panini and they make a Panini uh, rewards program that's different than what they have already. And they say, if you bought X amount of products or you bought X, in, in a certain category or you bought X amount of products. I don't know exactly how they would go about it. I think realistically, if they were to do it, I would say that they would want to 
this would be a this would be a way that they could sell old products or they could sell products that don't sell very well on their website if they say cuz like i mean the the WNBA hobby boxes those those were on the website for like a day or two if they were to say which i think those boxes actually are a lot are very underrated so that's just my opinion on those ones and, and but if they were to if they were to say like um if they were to say that this 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 new program was going to be for like NASCAR or something like that. I think that it also gives them an opportunity to open up a market for for other products because like sure Panini is known for basketball and football, but like if they wanted to open up their inventory and get people to open different products and maybe get them to be more fans of products and then in the future they want to buy it even if they don't get any type of rewards from buying the product, I think that would be this is an option that I think would be available uh, for Panini if they wanted to do it this way. So I'm interested to see what people think of that concept. Do they think that it would work? Do they think that it's even worth it because Panini's already making the money, so they do, do they even care? I'm interested to see what everyone else has to say. So if you want to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, I would be real, I'm actually very interested to see what people think about this concept. So that's going to be all I've got for today's episode. I want to uh, thank you all for listening, and I will see you in the next one.